Welcome to Cold Email with Basha and Olive. Episode 17, How to Get Freelance Jobs and Find True Love. Not clickbait. You know Tyler Florence on Great Fruit Food Truck Race? Yes. Let's get rolling! <laughs> and he's like, let's roll out! <laughs> oh no, it's let's get rolling. Oh wait, yeah, I'm thinking of we're rolling out on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, and we're rolling out to find this, yeah. America's greatest this. diners, drive-ins, and dives. More like America's greatest questions to answers about your early career creative practice and mid and late we're for everyone work and finding true love exo you might say oh so true okay <laughs> how to get freelance jobs and find true love not clickbait Mm-mm. <laughs> nope because it's us we're, we're giving out the facts and the secrets <laughs> no we literally you would pay a lot of money for this elsewhere yeah but cold email is always free we're giving it out for free free unless you want to pay us for an ad which is at the low low price of five dollars oh please we'll say anything say almost anything yeah don't we're not gonna say weird shit we'll just keep the money no we'll return it i don't know we don't have a policy yeah we'll say almost everything yes if it's too weird we'll we'll give you back the money we haven't had too many ads yet where we've we're determining it now we've had ads just None that have been... I mean, yeah, but it's not, like, not enough to where we've had to think about that type of policy. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Okay. In this Shall episode... <laughs> in this episode, we'll reveal how to get freelance jobs and find true love. Seriously. We will. We will. We're giving, a, we're giving away secrets here. We're, yeah, for free. Seriously. Free secrets. Free information. I mean, this is just... Two man's opinions. Yes, it's... I will yeah. say. Two people's <laughs> opinions. So don't... I guess don't, like, sue us if this doesn't... I think it'll work for you, but... Yeah, this is just our... I. It's pretty good general advice, I think. That is pretty... All, it can work for anybody, I like to think. It can work for anybody. Okay, I'm just afraid of getting sued. I hope they don't. It's free. Don't. They could just not listen to it. Yeah, just this is your listen. disclaimer. Don't sue us if you don't agree with it. Anyways, with Please. our disclaimer, <laughs> with that out of the way, with our legal <laughs> statement. With that's that being said. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um. Okay, we're gonna tell you right now what the secret is. You can turn it off in about one minute if you're looking for a one sentence answer, and you don't even have to hear the rest of it. Here we go. I'm going to say it. The secret to getting freelance jobs and finding true love is being yourself. Oh, it is. You know, like in SpongeBob. Oh, with I do. Patty. <laughs> and like in a smaller way, it's like partially about harnessing your network. But, you know, 90% of it is being yourself. But like... I'd say harnessing the network is also tied into that. You make friends and you make connections by being yourself. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to explain this point. All of the points. All two of the points. Yes. Here we go. Um, I guess we'll go with the main point first. Being yourself. It's so important. Yeah. So this hollow weekend, 
Olive and I learned some hollow lessons, H-A-L-L-O dash lessons, not to be confused with H-O-L-L-O lessons, holographic lessons. Like holographic lessons. Or hollow with a W lessons. They're not hollow. Some Halloween lessons. Yeah, no. Halloween lessons. Here's my hollow lesson. I'll go first and then your hollow lesson kind of relates to point B. It it just so happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So just on finding true love and freelance jobs, I'm still early career, as is all of, as are a lot of you. Whatever. It's it's kind of a silly classification, but I think like my dream is to do work for people who are like, I want your work and not just um I want your hand to disappear. Can you make this thing happen for me? Um, so I can't s- say I found true love in freelance. <laughs> um, true, like, um, what would you call that? I don't know. Like, it's not like a, fr- it's not a, a perfect match. Okay, there you to go. To bring in the dating, you know, uh, part of it too. It's not always a perfect match. <laughs> you know, I love the metaphors. Yeah. So yeah, the freelance jobs. I'm I'm 24. It's not always a perfect match, and uh, I can't say. At this point in my life, I think that I found true love, but so I guess like (laughs) take this all with a grain of salt. Being yourself will get there. We're not there, but we like think it will. Yes. Yeah. It's getting you on the right path, you know? It's like, yeah, it's hard, but you know it's the right path. It's all about the path, baby. It's all about the path. It's all about the climb. (laughs) It's the climb. Okay. So I, I can't say I found the perfect match freelance jobs all the time or true love but i know i've done the opposite aka getting involved in less than ideal situations when i was trying to be something i wasn't which i did a in order to impress someone but mostly b because i felt like i wasn't good enough i think that's something we all feel like not cool enough or not like hip or not this enough or yeah that imposter syndrome yeah it's yeah. so easy because everyone wants to tell you you're not x enough to sell you something yes <laughs> so don't listen don't listen to them i i've tried not to li- it's hard you know it's hard it's one thing not to listen but it's another thing to like believe what you're saying but yeah. this hollow weekend i learned some hollow lessons again H-A-L-L-O, not H-O-L-L-O-W. Halloween lessons. Halloween lessons. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so here's the story. All was there, all of saw all this. Sick to have the buddy there who can, like, confirm. Love to be there. <laughs> Love to be there when it all goes down. It's nice. Then you don't have to retell a story. Yeah. I was at an event, and some people from the past showed up. Both were people I considered friends, and then we stopped being friends, and I totally blame myself for it. I thought I had done something weird or offensive, or again, I wasn't cool enough or whatever, for them to stay friends with me. Long story short, and without revealing too much information, when I kind of re-met both of them for the first time in a few years, uh, I realized that sometimes when people don't feel okay with themselves, they take it out on you. And I was like, oh, uh... Like, I thought it was me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, like, people being mean to you for no reason is so, like, it hurts so much until 
this weekend, I realized that it's kind of a compliment in a weird way because they see you as successful or powerful or great or amazing or cool or whatever. And they can't deal with the fact that they don't feel that way about themselves. So it's like kind of like they're they're saying you're really great by being mean to you. Yeah. So that was like a big turning point for me. The moral of the story is that I learned I am cool and nice and even good. I'm writing this. I wrote this out before and I'm like, oh, that was nice. Uh, I'm even good at what I do and finally feel fully unapologetic about who I am and what my work is. Editor's note. Okay, true. I do. <laughs> Editor's note on my own work. Yeah, it's it's really hard when people are just like straight up mean to you and a lot of people want you to feel like you're in the wrong and you're less than and you have to buy this to to be with it or like look good enough or do this to x what i don't know but like you're you and that's like yeah that's way enough that's like the first step yeah i think that's like a dr seuss book you're you and that's the first step not the first step but there's it's like a similar thing to that mm-hmm. so i think that's just like the first step in building like a solid foundation like you have to be yourself yeah and be unapologetic about it it's really hard yeah it's we're taught to apologize and be sorry for everything but you know you have to like take everything with a grain of salt and understand when um other people are making you feel like it's your fault and it's not yeah because it's not Oftentimes it's not. I think it's easy to know when it's your fault. Like, yeah. you know when you've done something wrong, and we, we all make mistakes. Yeah, it's a very different feeling from, like, you know, I'm in the wrong, but, like, somebody else is trying to make me feel this way versus I know I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. See, for the other one, I feel like I'm always confused. Like, am I in the... It's always ambiguous when other people... Like, it's like, I don't know why, like, this person ghosted me. Let me try to find a reason. Yeah, I think, yeah, the conf- they, the confusion. Like, they try to fog it up and make yeah. it confusing. But it's like, I feel like if it's confusing, it's like they're trying to make it that way. Yeah. I mean, there there's some gray area here, but that I oh, think those course, are good yeah, yeah. things to live by. Yeah. Also, I was addicted to doing that until last weekend. Like, this one person just ghosted me. We were friends, ghosted me. We have not talked in a long, like, since. And I was like, what did I fucking do? I think everyone has, like, a story like that, whether it be an online dating or just friendship or... But usually it's their problem. Yeah. You know if you did something wrong. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this... Yeah, you gotta have the foundation. And then once we have the foundation... We're about to build on it with Olive's Hollow Lesson, which dovetails perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) And my Hollow Lesson is, uh, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. You know, like the the ginger uh, cartoon, the theme song, it's like the grass is always greener. It would come on at like 7am. The Life of Ginger or something? Yes, The Life of Ginger. Yeah. Um, You know, they say the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes you just have to walk over there and take a look. Be like, oh, hey, this actually is nicer as I'm learning in my work situation and in my, I just moved this weekend, um, (laughs) living situation. Uh, Sometimes it is 
better to try new things and you can easily get stuck in the same routine because you know also the grass isn't always green around the other side and um what's the other saying like the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't um sometimes <laughs> the devil that you don't know is a little nicer <laughs> you never know until you go introduce yourself <laughs> not literally like i <laughs> Really, but you know yeah yeah I, it, you're kind of saying like it's it's worth it to explore and like yes. try new things even if it gets a little weird or you get a little yeah hurt. even if it's hard and it's yeah. scary sometimes you just gotta venture out yeah and because you're secure in who you are based yeah. on the first hollow lesson <laughs> yeah it's it's a little easier to know oh yeah what to do and also I guess, like, a, a caveat to your hollow lesson, there's always caveats to these things, and yeah. the one with Alv's lesson is, um, don't, like, get too deep into, like, some messed up stuff. Like, you you will be able to tell, probably, when something isn't right. You know, you're you, you're smart. Exactly. You have to trust yourself, too, as I've gone through a lot of turmoil with this work situation oh, and a lot of different people telling me different things to do. I said, you know what? I know what I need to do. Not everybody else knows what I need to do, but I do. Trust thine and self. And it's that trust thine self. You know, the first thyself. step, be yourself. Trust yourself. Know what's good for you. Step one, trust thyself. Yeah. So the um the teen magazine take, aka the insightful take, the hot take, they are if insightful. you will. Um, teen mag sometimes. <laughs> you will never get what you want by pretending to be someone else. And it's true. It's because if you pretend to be somebody else, you're gonna get what that pretend self wants, and not what you, your true self wants. We're being that's like the parent answer. Yeah. Maybe it's more like the parent answer than the teen mag answer, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's the... Both. The I can I see that on like the cover of Teen Vogue. Like, you'll never get what you want by pretending to be someone <laughs> else. Teen Vogue would talk like that if it was a person. Channel the energy in the universe <laughs> to be yourself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you pretend to be someone else, you're kind of violating step one, which is like you're you and you're great so like be convinced of that uh and it also violates step two because if you're not yourself you're gonna have a really hard time figuring out what's right or wrong you know like you know your value system and stuff etc etc yeah yeah and you're attracting the wrong energy in the universe you want to attract energy that's good for the real you yeah not the fake you yeah no 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 fake you shit also, there's a reason why you're you, and you do things yeah. your way. Like, you've reacted to things in the world, you're and you're you. like, this is, I don't want to be like this. I think this is cool, so I'm gonna, like... Yeah. Like, I think being a jerk is wrong, and I think saying bing bong is cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Knicks. Sorry. Editor's note, we recorded this in October, before it went viral on TikTok. Just saying. Um, bing bong. Bing I've bong. started yeah. saying it too. I showed Link it to Julie bio. the other day too. I was so like, good. Julie, I think you will be entertained by this. She loved it. It's so good. Okay, <laughs> check out Side Talks Nick's win 
like most recent video it's really good it's great um, side talks nyc okay bing bong but like just by saying bing bong i'm not like a different person i'm just like oh that's funny that's a reference to like you know it's like a new york thing it's like the knicks it's like the su the subway it's kind of like i've seen this niche thing but i'm not like changing who i am to be like the bing bong guy or like the guy who said no. bing bong in this one reaction video of people after the Knicks one, which please do yourself a favor. It it will like please. And read this article too afterwards, the one that you sent me. Cause he's like, it's not all about me. He's like, it's about bringing joy. And like, you know, like a lot of the things you just said, like it's about the New York, it's, you know, about New York. It's about the Knicks. It's about basketball. It's about being here. You know, it's about community. Like, oh yeah. Anyways, that's our bing-bong tangent, but, like, you are who you are because, like, you're you and you've made decisions based on, like, what's best for you, what you think, what you want to see in the world, and what you want to bring to this world. So, that's pretty powerful. Very simple, but powerful. Simple, but, yeah, you're you, yeah. so that's great. Keep doing it, being you. So, now you're cool with yourself, or at least you're working on it, which we all are, I have to say. It's all a work in progress. Yes. It's, yes. <laughs> As a professor would say. Yeah. Okay. You're cool with yourself, or at least you're working on it. What comes next, Olive? Uh, the network. The harnessing your network. So, like, you know, once you're cool with yourself, or, you know, working on being cool with yourself... You gotta know who the cool people are, too. You gotta know who, like, your real heads, like, the people that you can, like, actually rely on are. Ditch the fake friends. I'm sorry. Ditch them. <laughs> no time for that. Yeah. There isn't. It's, they bring you down. You shouldn't have to feel like you have to prove how great you are to the people who are supposed to be on your team. They should be like, you're great. Yeah. There's no reason for it. Yeah. It's better... I think sometimes to have, I mean, a, an acquaintance is nice, right? Like, an acquaintance is, like, a bit different than a friend, but I prefer to have, like, a, the good, lesser good friends than, like, more bad friends. Yeah. I feel like I've really cold my my friends recent like, pandemic. I think people have, yeah. Me too, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's especially the transition out. Yeah. It's hard, but it's worth it. It's like, and it's not easy to let go either, especially if you've known people for a long time. But if they're not like, you know, if they're not good for you, like if that relationship ain't working out, then it's, it is simply not worth it. It's better to go your separate ways to spare both of you your time and emotional effort. Yeah, it's true. It's like, if you hang out with someone and you feel bad after it, which I feel like I used to do a lot when I was 22 two years ago, um, maybe, like, don't hang out with those people. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it really, like, it's crazy how much it changes things. I, maybe, like, this isn't as relatable as, like, other things we've said, because maybe some people are like, I love my friends, they're great, like, whatever. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But, like, Maybe it's more just, like, us speaking from our own experiences. Maybe it's a graduating college and, like, kind of transitioning into, like, a different phase of life thing. But, yeah, I think we both, in the like, similarly in the past couple years had to, like, kind of really sift through who 
brings like joy and light and life to our lives and that we feel we can reciprocate yeah yeah i think that's a very important point too is like the reciprocal nature of it because friendship is like you say it's not 50 50 it's 100 100 for i mean any relationship really but um yeah and like stuff happens like you know not not every i have a couple friends that are bad at text it you know it's sometimes you look at the bubble size and you're like oh like does this person hate me yeah and of course it can't always be a hundred hundred it's easy to get caught up in that i think it's just like about what does this person have good intentions and my best interest at heart even if they have their own problems and can't always be there every minute of the day yeah a hundred doesn't always look like you know a hundred because we're not always at a hundred but it all balances out it's what matters. Yeah, as all that I've learned, it's really important to get in with the nice people who are kind, thoughtful, and great, like you. Not you, Olive. I mean, you're all those things. And you too, sir. <laughs> but like, like you, dear listener, because I'm sure you're all of those things, especially if you're listening to us and you think we're cool. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but seriously, I, I, I really am sure you're great. Take this as a pep talk. Um, and just, like, treat your work and your relationships, I think, with the same respect as you should treat yourself and everything around you. And I think the rest will just come. It, yeah, it takes time sometimes, too, but it does, it does come along. It comes back to you. What you put out into the universe and into the world, the good does come back. On, like, a more, like, granular level, I get, like, day-to-day level, your friends and, like, getting work. We'll go to that topic for a second. Yeah, yeah. Don't just become friends with people because you want to, like, get to a certain place. Like, let things... Yeah. Yeah, you do have to let things happen to a certain degree, too, and see where it takes you. And that is to say, it's not, like bad to reach out to people because you think their work is cool and you like what they do and it's like in a direction you want to go to because that's good also but just make sure your intentions are are good upfront good yeah and make your intentions clear yeah and on that topic making your intentions clear you do have to i think put it into the world you're like i'm looking for work i'm trying to do work like this that might mean just like posting on instagram like i do show flyers and like then, like, if you just post a bunch of your show flyers, like, more people will ask you to do show flyers or animations or whatever. Uh, and your friends, who are now great and nice and totally on your team, will share your work, will recommend you, and they'll just be cool to, like, have on your side. Not to say friendship is, like, transactional at all. It's reciprocal. Yeah. Because you'll do the same for your friends. It's like you do it because you want to. Yeah, you get you do it because you want to, not for any cost or, you know, for anything in return. Yeah. I think putting it out into the world also can look... I'm going to give, like, some real, like, options. Some yeah. real tips. I know, so random. Um, putting it out into the world could look like DMing someone, like all of the saying that you admire... And being like, I like your work, you know, being upfront about it instead of trying to like kind of sneak your way into a friendship. Be upfront. Um, yes. <laughs> putting out an Instagram story, oh, 
friends or close friends like hey i'm looking for work or just like posting your work um the other a couple weeks ago a couple months ago at this point um i was like putting i was just like damn like it's the kind of like live music is returning and i kind of like i haven't done a show flyer in a really long time and i had been doing them like i don't know it's just something i like to do even though it's like no money <laughs> usually um so i i just like put out a post on maybe it was like both twitter and instagram and i was like oh like bands like i want to do your your posters whatever and it's funny how this works because then like that day someone hit me up to do a poster and this is like a friend kind of a friend that i've grown to know from just doing like work for their band and then they were like oh i didn't even see your instagram post <laughs> oh that's so cool and i was like it oh is cool john like thanks for asking me like i'm it's funny it's funny how that works yeah yeah sometimes all you got to do is ask and sometimes it's not even the ask. it just it just the coincidence is fun it happens when you least expect it sometimes don't you have a story like that? I feel like yours are like, I was feeling the worst I felt. Yeah. And then and someone then reached out. Somebody just emailed me. But I think that's just like the classic freelance cycle where it's like, I feel horrible. I haven't had work in a long time. And then all the work comes in and you're like, oh my God, this is great, but it's crazy. And then when it's done, it's done for a while. And you're like, oh no, this is the last work I'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning it is the cycle of it. And you got to roll with it and try not. When the cycle is in the slow part of it, you got to try to understand that it will come again. Before we go to the interview, I guess the last point I'll make on behalf of you and your story. Yes. Trust thyself. Yes, trust yes, thyself. You will get more work. And especially yeah. if you put your mind to getting more work and putting it out into the universe. This reminds me a little of our chat with Julian Glander, which you should listen to if you haven't, um, where we kind of argued about the secret for a minute, that book. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if my point was totally clear back then. Um, but I think I've fully formed it, which is, like, all the New Age crystals, whatever aside, like, you do put energy out into the universe by saying, I want work, or this is my work, or this is the kind of work I want to get, whatever. Or even just, like, saying it to your friend. And, you know, you attract a certain kind of energy back. Acknowledging it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, acknowledging it and, like, putting it out is the first step to getting it <laughs> back yes because if you just think it and you keep it all inside then it's like nobody's gonna know you won't work if you don't sometimes all you gotta do is ask and not e or not even ask just say it <laughs> yep so uh there you go that's how to get your dream freelance jobs and find true love yes sometimes it often is it it is a long road <laughs> it is obviously we're still on it that it's, you know, it's a lifelong journey, though. This is just one of the, like, main components of that lifelong journey to finding your dream freelance job and true love. It's not clickbait, folks. <sighs> it's true. Recapping, 
be yourself. Don't be afraid to explore, but also be mindful and know when you're getting into something good or bad. But you'll know that because you're you and you're great and you're smart, whatever. Yeah, trust yourself. Trust that you know your boundaries and your... Totally. Yourself (laughs) and what you can deal with. And finally, put it out into the universe. Harness your network. Put the work out. Try hard. And uh, in time, there you go. (laughs) We just solved it. (laughs) Uh We solved the puzzle. (laughs) Next, we're going to talk to one of our besties, uh, Stephanie O'Byrne. Yay. About all these things. But first. Ads. Ads. (laughs) <laughs> ads. ads sorry it took me a second no, i was okay. like wait ads. oh don't worry about it <laughs> so this week we are promoting ourselves that's right self-promo <laughs> baby you have to <laughs> you know what and we should <laughs> I, I always feel guilty yeah, yeah yeah i'm like oh it should be for other people which is I'm why like, i'm gonna do yours and you're doing yeah <laughs> okay so olive's etsy shop is etsy.com slash shop slash olives items o-l-i-v-e-s-i-t-e-m-s all one word and there you can get olives handmade needle felted figures like trolls and fairies spelled with the e yes like the old the english um and olives patreon is coming soon which will have stickers prints and felt it just says felt (laughs) felted figures probably okay so that's all of site, and they're cheap, man. Like they should be like mad cash. They're like so cheap. I do, but the ones that I have on there right now are the ones I just made for fun. And I'm like, I have too many. I have to sell them. So they're cheap. Yeah, get them yeah. while they're hot. Yeah, they're not gonna be. Get a deal while you can. Okay. And I'm here to promo Bosch's shop, Fools Errand, which can be found at fools-errand.square.site, and there you can find. Mostly handmade and always fun goods, including but not limited to chain stitch patches, small rugs, bumper stickers, prints, and t-shirts. Check it out. It's fun. I have one of her coasters. It's a teal smiley face. It's great for not, not just drinks. I put my keys on it and sometimes earrings. It's great for holding Thanks. any tiny thing. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I like to have fun. We like to have fun. <laughs> Okay, so if you like the podcast, I think consider buying something from us. It's Maybe it's like better than an ad because you actually get something, but you support yeah. us. You could be like, ad note, like, oh my god, look, I found it through the podcast. That would be so sick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, consider buying something from us. Yeah. Thanks for your consideration, Thanks. dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Part two. The interview with Stephanie O'Burn. Stephanie O'Burn is an animator, illustrator, and designer with a BFA in communications design from Pratt Institute and currently living in Nashville, Tennessee. Her work is inspired by her love of music, the 2000s, the Beatles' Yellow Submarine film, and vintage signs. Hey, Steph, thanks for coming on. Thanks. I'm so excited. Okay, As both a fan and a friend of the pod. We're really excited too, as fans of you oh <laughs> and the pod. You're fans. <laughs> <laughs> quiet. I'm like trying to find the document. <laughs> That's cool. I'm also finding the document. 
I'm, oh, I found we the always document. be finding the documents. I know I found I the wrong document. Really prepared. It's fine. So I think I'll ask the first question, which is how this is kind of funny. Okay, full disclosure, this is like Steph's the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I think like we both know the answers to we all know the answers to some of these questions, but you know, good for the audience to know even though maybe we will know so maybe we'll like interject or something um Mm -hmm. but okay so with that being said do you want to tell us about how you started freelancing yeah um well I got this question ahead of time and I thought about it and I did not consider that I like I kind of just thought about taking the leap of like quitting a job this summer not really when I actually started because I was like oh I've actually started a couple years ago but now I'm just full-time freelancing. Um, so I guess I should talk about full-time freelancing. Wait, do you want to start from the very beginning? Give a little background. Sure. I was I there. No, I think it was just like, I can't even tell you what the first project I was paid to do was. I don't know. Oh, well, I feel like <laughs> I remember us sitting, we lived together um, senior year of college and we were sitting in the the living room and you were doing work for that um merch company yeah those guys yeah that was okay I guess that was like the first well I did a lot of work but for them unpaid before I even got paid for something too (laughs) lol um which was like the summer of 2018 so I guess there was like a couple merch jobs through that I feel like the first like real project that I was like are they sure they meant to email me was doing like a music video in like the fall semester. I was like, there's so much going on, but I have to say yes. And I've also never animated a full three minute video, but I have to say yes. (laughs) And it worked out. Um, I don't even know. I like to do like a detective work, like the red line on the wall of like how every person who contacts me, I like internet stalk (laughs) This is a thing I should be saying because <laughs> I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> I'm gonna guess a lot of people do that. I certainly do that, especially even when I'm working like at studios, um, with like as a freelancer on a team. I'm like, ooh, like who are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I'm always like, how did you find me? And I can usually figure it out because I'm pretty good at using the internet. <laughs> But um, so that was like the first real job. And then I guess I was doing stuff throughout school, like here and there, mostly in music, um, mostly merch. I did like two editorial assignments, three, three editorial assignments for like Lenny Letter and like a water bottle company. I've now learned that blog posting, if you're on, in like a retailer is good for search engine optimization so that's why they all have blogs and that's why they're hiring illustrators so maybe reach out to your favorite product or brand and see if they have a blog (laughs) so fast forward to this summer I guess I realized I did not like my job and I was kind of getting exploited and like not doing the work that aligned with my job title and I brought up concerns a couple times and I've been there for almost like two years and never got a raise and I was like okay well this is 
not even what I'm passionate about. So time to jump ship. <laughs> and now I am a full-time freelancer. You having a good time? Um, it's an okay time. There's definitely feel- pros and cons. Yeah. Lots of uncertainty, but also like it's insane getting to make your own schedule and like go wherever you want, whenever you want. Like I was able to go home this past month where I was like, I still thought I had a job trauma. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like how, what days am I going to take off? Like, how am I going to do this? And then I was like, oh, I can do whatever I want. And now I can actually like have time to be a person and like pursue hobbies. And I feel like I'm at a point where it's kind of like equal pay, but I'm not sitting in an office with no windows for 10 hours. I'm just living my own life. I have to say that is my my favorite part is that you get like your life back and you don't have to be like subjected to the office like you get system your life, life. Back. Yeah, cuz there there's a lot of downtime at that office, you know? The office system makes no sense to it me does like not. a lot of the time I was doing nothing but I'd be like so can we leave and my boss would say no and I was like yeah. but it's <laughs> like nighttime. Yeah. I don't know. Don't miss it. I don't, I can't say never, but I really hope I don't work in an office anytime soon. Not like a big corporate office, at least where there's like, I don't know. It was not a fun work environment. Um, How did you get most of your freelance jobs? Also a great question. I don't know. Um, Okay. I think the one thing I always tell people is to shoot your shot and cold email. (laughs) But I'm (laughs) freaking cold email people. I like never really got the mentality of being like, I'm too scared. I don't know. Maybe if I had to call people on the phone, I'd be scared. If it was cold calling, that'd be like a different story. But like emailing, they either just don't answer or they they won't even say no usually they'll just say like maybe not right now like they'll always give you a super polite answer or they just won't answer so i'm like have never had fear so early on i would just go on like bands facebook pages and find their managers emails <laughs> and just send Love out trick. <laughs> a bunch of emails in a day being like please hire me it's only had a handful of success, but then there's also people who have reached out to me years later. And then I'm like, oh, this is funny. I emailed you. And they're like, yeah, I looked up your name in my inbox and saw that, <laughs> which whatever, I think that is cool. And it proves that I've like cared for years and now it's just come full circle. I also feel like you never know who like sees your work and like spreads your work. Like yeah. sends it to someone else. Like someone could have that never answered could have seen it and been like, "Oh, this is cool," but like not for me at all. Like, but like Mark, who works at this other company, like you could probably use this. I mean, that's like a pretty dumb and like simple explanation, but I think it kind of happens. People reach out out of nowhere. I don't think that's dumb and simple because I've never even considered that. that like people were probably passive or like even if you're reaching out to like a manager or label or whatever like they obviously have other bands on their roster that you might not be a fan of or even know about but like 
it could get passed around. Yeah, all that kind of happened to you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, going back to, like, if I can for a second, like, what you said about, like, not getting the mentality of being scared to reach out for people, it's so true, because, like, they don't, they're not going to say anything, or they'll just say, no, thanks, like, plain and simple, and, like, I don't know, I feel like it always kind of hurts a little bit, like, when I get, like, the no emails, especially if it's, like, two, like, at once after I've sent out a bunch, I'm, like, oh, I'm sad, (laughs) but I'm, like, okay, I'll just send out more. And if they say no, then I will copy and paste the same email and send it again in like three months. Uh-huh. I love doing that. Oh my God. I don't think you- I've ever like doubled up on an email, but maybe I should. At least not within like a year or like two. I'll like there's like a limit that I'll do. Like if I go back in my drafts and I have like three emails, I've copied and pasted the same thing and sent up, be like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll stop for now. They, they, <laughs> they've probably seen it and are ignoring it, but I'm like, if it's only like twice, I'm like, I'll send it again. It's a sick tip. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Look at it's my work. To write. <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> <You're not directed. laughs> it's so hard to write a brand new email. And they probably yeah. just didn't see it. So I think that's like my favorite, one of my favorite olive tips. And also yeah. I want to say two things, which is about like um, receiving no's and being sad. It does hurt. But I also think of that Tyler, the creator tweet or whatever, which is like about <laughs> cyberbullying. And it's like, just close your laptop. <laughs> I'm like, okay, true. This actually isn't such a big deal, even though it feels big. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, I'm going going on a bit of a rampage right now. Um, okay, until like, I don't know what changed in me, but recently, in the past few months, I think like maybe like the pandemic got to me or I was feeling stuck or I don't know, but I, I was like, people, I had it in my head that people reach out to you with work and that's how you get work. And I'm like, you know, at one point I was like, no one's reaching out to me. Like, I'll never be successful. And then, like, literally yesterday, I was like, oh, right, like, fuck, I forgot I have to email people. I just forgot. Uh-huh. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I just forgot. I mean, I've kind of stopped doing it recently, too, and then I was like, wait, I should probably start doing that again. Also, I was listening to a little podcast called Cold Email, and there was someone, <laughs> and Jennifer Zhao was like, art director stopped emailing me, and then I was like, Like, they were just talking about thinking, like, the work was going to keep coming to them, like, organically. And maybe that's possible for some people. But you also need to fight for yourself a lot. Basically, all the time. You always have to fight for yourself. As me and Basha have talked about. That's exactly the moment in which I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. I haven't been emailing people. (laughs) Literally listening to that interview and editing it. I was like, Mm -hmm. oops. I could probably be getting so much more work right now. But. And then I felt guilty, but I'm like, you know what? It's all about learning. This is also hard because you want to like put yourself out there and like ask for work, but then like in five minutes, because people don't have boundaries, someone could email me asking me for something next week. And it's like, you've already said yes to something like 30 minutes ago, or like you reach out and be like, I'm looking for work. And then they answer and you're like, just kidding. I someone reached out first I don't know it's such a hard game to play 
it like comes all at once I find I'm like when there's nothing there's nothing and when there is work I'm like ah (laughs) (laughs) like why do I why is it all at once which I think from like a music perspective maybe I'll start realizing more like I don't know I've never had a job at a label because I didn't want to do a free internship (laughs) and I guess like you learn those kind of things that like things happen on cycles like very specific quarters and stuff and I don't I don't know (laughs) me neither but maybe we'll talk a little about um since you mentioned it maybe some music scene stuff can I say one more thing about freelance work yeah um in addition to shooting your shot and like reaching out to people also just being really not obnoxious but like obvious about what you want and like don't be afraid to talk about your dreams I mean except for when the haters try to like cast evil spells and like knock them (laughs) I don't know I feel like people feel like they need to like protect their dreams because they like are worried about competition maybe or I don't know negativity I guess I'm just trying to say oh sorry yeah (laughs) Like, you never know who's going to see or, like, I don't know, if you just tweet or, like, post on your Instagram story and, like, ask for things. Like, you'd be like, I'd really like to do this. Like, I want to design a shirt. I want to do a mural or something. And someone in the weeds will see it and think of you next time that comes up. Or at least when I see people talking about their dreams, I, like, think of them the next time something comes up and, like, immediately message them. It's like pretty similar to cold emailing but it's like cold emailing yourself it's like this is what I want and I'm proclaiming it and yeah it's just like letting it be known cold emailing yourself cold email to your the universe Maybe I want to do yeah. this and other people see it and they're like wow look at that person go obsessed with I'll this. hire them <laughs> and like people could just not be aware of like the things you're capable of or want to do so you should just talk about it all the time because they also they always like said that at proud too they're like make the work that you like you know you want to do but you know it's like sometimes you don't have that in your portfolio yet and you don't always have the time to you know make a whole extra thing but you know we're all clearly capable of like doing (laughs) things that we haven't done before even though art directors don't like to think that (laughs) that's a good way to put it out there I feel like I've fun like in a funny way have had the opposite experience where I'm like sometimes I'll just get some things that I'm just like clearly I'm not the right person for this (laughs) I'm like sorry to be well I guess people who reach out to me aren't art directors they're just like managers who like don't know the difference between things I don't know oh yes like in my experience with that it's been with like my creative director at like the office who does both of those things who's like oh you can't do this and also like do this thing that you've never done before it's like it's very confusing um it's very confusing it's very confusing i say something controversial (laughs) please do okay i think it comes with like having a name for yourself and people knowing or at least thinking (laughs) that you're capable so maybe it's like a positive thing maybe 
maybe in the office oh, it's a little different but are you saying maybe people believe in you more than you believe in yourself yeah they're just like oh like you could do this like you, you've done like similar stuff right like or like also it's not everyone's an art director like I I think a lot of us are kind of quasi art directors um or art directing in the shadows um and a lot of people like because we we I think as artists are like um very into like we're very in the art community and like know things and just like are interested so we're always like studying and learning and meeting people um and I think a lot of people don't have those connections or like that brain so I think when they're like oh an artist they're like I bet you could do this (laughs) because you're an artist so yeah it's like believing in you yeah sorry side side story yeah that just made me think of this man on the plane who was like "Ooh, what are you drawing can I see and I was like yeah sure and he's like what do you do or whatever and I was like I'm like a full-time like freelance animator and illustrator and he's like oh that's really cool yeah you're really good at drawing like and then he was just like keep at it like you should really keep at that like you could go places or some. I don't know he was just like good job it was kind of like oddly belittling like I was like thank you it is how I pay my rent (laughs) yeah kind of an ally kind of like I am keeping it like I'm already here yeah Uh uh-huh I'm already here (laughs) exactly yeah okay like a very similar experience I'm like that like something after me on the train once except he was very genuine he was like never stop making art I'm like thanks (laughs) He's like, I'm going to inspire I, the youth today. Like, it's my job. <laughs> Same guy? Do we think? No, no, just kidding. Different guy. Same guy? <laughs> Could um, be. Okay, I want to go back to your dreams for a second, slash the music industry. Do you feel comfortable revealing who your dream client that you haven't worked for and who your dream client that you have worked for, if you've done that, is? Ooh, I mean, P more, <laughs> Bear more, <laughs> classic answer. Um, one day, I also have this odd like, I wouldn't call it a complex. I think I'm just like I care so much about music that like things will work out because, like, how could they not when I care so much, even if it's on like a super tiny scale. Um. I don't know them or the wonder years and then I think that's the list because I don't want to be too greedy <laughs> Good list. Um, also to bring some wisdom uh to back you up on that from one of my favorite prep professors ever Rudy Gutierrez when he talks about how he always wanted to make work for Santana ever since he was a kid, that's exactly what he would tell. He's like, I, you know, I wanted to do it. So I, I didn't see why not, you know, like if you're in the music industry, like it, it probably will work out eventually mm-hmm. if you do enough. So, so true. And then he did. <laughs> then he did. And then he and did. He's like friends with Carlos Santana now. So I'm going to say you're completely valid and correct in having that mindset it's a good mindset to have. wait also to hear that (laughs) you are I agree and just also if you're interested in this I don't know if it's weird to promote another podcast I don't know these people I do not know Rudy I met 
once, but I listened to his interview. I think it's called the illustration department, right? All of super yes. good. Worth a listen. Rudy Gutierrez on the illustration department. The illustration. Wait, he talks shit about the illustration department. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> No, it's like it's like a podcast and it's just called the illustration department unrelated okay. to Pratt's illustration yeah. department. Let me see who's the host of that. He's he's Italian. I remember. <laughs> yeah. He is like an Italian. It's oh, like you're Italian. Okay, that's like a so Giuseppe Castellano for Thank anybody you. interested in that one. The episode is fantastic. If you ever wondered wondered what it is like to be in a class with Rudy Gutierrez, listen to his episode and that's what it is it's great <laughs> thank <But> you anyways <laughs> um oh the second half of the question thanks is dream clients that i have don't work for um sorry i like didn't no it's fine thank also you. if you want to i mean it's kind of a weird question do you feel like, like you've done work for a dream client? Um, I think doing stuff for Carly Rae Jepsen was cool because she's like <laughs> a pop star. Um, that was really cool. Although it feels like we've talked about this privately a lot, obviously, but a lot of wins also come with like a lot of behind the scenes, like being spoken down to or like used i don't know like i did a shirt for carly ray jepson but they paid me like 150 dollars and i tried asking for more and they were like we can give you 30 more dollars so they paid me 180 dollars <laughs> it's just like insane things like that and like got into like an argument about contracts and kind of got like spoken down to and told that's the way the industry works so like there's wins but then it's also like everyone's like oh my god this is so cool and then behind the scenes I'm like I'm actually really upset about this because people were really rude to me the whole time and <laughs> like I don't know yeah it's like a hard balance of like doing ethical like things and but then sometimes it's hard to pass up work for like cloud and notoriety sake right and it's like a client mm -hmm. you want to work for but also money like I did a contract with the studio last year and um it's NDA'd so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really tell you what's up but it was so I, I I like signed on like I'm with the studio I'm like day one I'm like okay like what's what's good what's going on they're like it's for a client whose like values you don't exactly agree with um and I was really like debating like staying or going in the end um I kind of realized I was it wasn't like the worst thing I could do I needed the money I needed the thing on my resume whatever but it it's it's a lot of compromises to get those like mm -hmm. big names and I feel like they know that young people feel that way like they like prey on your fear of needing work and like thinking this is the like every job just feels like the last job and like the best it's ever going to get so you're like well whatever they give me at least it's something 
but that's such a bad mentality to have like they're counting on you feeling that way they, yeah they I would say they they try to make you feel that way like oftentimes like especially when they're it's a very low budget thing they're like this is the last job you'll ever get be <laughs> thankful that you have 180 dollars <laughs> you could have not had 180 dollars <laughs> from us uh-huh and then you're also weighing yeah. like if I work for Carly Rae Jepsen or whatever kind of thing you're like uh, this is like a bit of a losing proposition for me in like certain ethical ways um am I gonna get more out of doing this work and like having my name like having people see this work and like it, it's hard to make that call like mm-hmm. is it worth me losing the money and getting a little take advantage taken advantage of yeah which like I extremely had that option with that job because this company only operates on spec work and you do all the work for free so I'd actually done like five designs for $180 and then they don't tell you how much you'll get paid if you're selected they just kind of keep you in the dark until they're like we want this one this is how much we're willing to pay does that work and then so like that night I was like um are they serious so (laughs) like the work was already done and I had to like make that decision of if I was going to like try and stand, like pick a fight. I mean, I did ask for more money. I tried to compromise, but ultimately I was like, it makes sense. Like I just have to do it even if it doesn't feel right. Yeah. doesn't feel good to be underpaid, but like on that subject of like, um, trying to like negotiate, um, I still use your contract your um template one that you sent me that one time because it was really good and it puts out all the points do you want to talk a little bit about like how you negotiate and like how you um go about contracts um should this be taken off the record I'm like I'm glad you're still using my template because I don't (laughs) wait I don't use it's bad I I take a half up front like a especially for production work I'll do like a a half of the project deposit up front so that's like um the half deposit up front for me kind of forego like I I will say the contract terms kind of in an email um and then when they have money like on the project like they're usually pretty good about the second half that's my interjection yeah I don't use contracts it's bad <laughs> I also try to do 50% if it's like a complete rando and then if it's like someone who I kind of know or like our internet mutuals with or like know it's an important person in like the industry like for some reason I feel like it's rude like it feels like it's saying that I don't trust them I think the music industry is weird too because it's all so personal but I try to do 50% and try to put the like terms in the email people just keep coming up with new ways to like skirt around it (laughs) it's so funny like someone just reprinted a shirt in like different colors like they just changed the colors of the design that I'd submitted like two years ago and just or a year ago whatever and reprinted the shirt I'm like you can't do that (laughs) like I gave it to you the way it was for a reason like why would you go change my work I don't know it's always an uphill battle and I think 
I think I said this to you in a text the other day, like people in editorial illustration, like hearing the shit in the music industry would be like, what the hell? Hey, they like, had just, some like, fucked up shit too, though. Yeah, you know, they're working on like crazy turnarounds and like. Okay. Yeah. But it so is like a bit of a for, right, for so little money, but it, it's like, it's a different kind of not saying that the music industry is free of problematic <laughs> behavior. Um. <laughs> You want to have about a rose and thorn of your recent jobs in the past year? That last one could be your thorn if you want, and you could just go for a rose. <laughs> um, what even what was I just talking about as a thorn? Oh, the the t-shirt and the colors. Oh, yeah, that was just like in the past week. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's something new every day. It's something new. Um but I'd rather talk about something fun. Um, my favorite video that I've probably done to date was for Kississippi, the like moon over video. So that was exciting. And then I also got to do two items for their like album merch drop. When they like announced the album, it was like with the pre-orders and stuff. And I really like them. <laughs> I like the work I did and I like the music and I like Zoe as a person. So I'm really happy to have gotten to work with them. Oh yeah. So on the topic of making merch for bands then, um, how is designing like merch for bands different than designing for like other people and clients that are not bands? Hmm. I feel like it's been so long since I've done things for people who aren't in bands. Like, I can't even think of the last project besides, like, my job. <laughs> Whereas I was, like, a salaried employee, like, either at Journeys or, like, Refinery. I was always, like, paid on the hour. So it was kind of, like, as many revisions as they wanted and, like, guide, like, brand guidelines and stuff. Whereas with a band, you kind of just have to make it all up like you're responsible for like the concept and whatever even though, like at refinery it was like if I did a social post someone else would do the copy or like write like it's this or that or like some like which pie are you based on your birth month like someone else would tell me what the concept was and like gave me a format but bands Sometimes they know what they want, other times they don't. And then it's also like so open-ended, like it doesn't, it could be anything. It's kind of like stressful that there's no boundaries, if that makes sense. In like content, content, like the, it could have a frog on the shirt and like there doesn't need to be a reason. <laughs> I don't know. No, definitely. Like you I can listen to the music and like, pick up on imagery and stuff but you can also do whatever you want which is kind of sick I feel the same way about making show flyers I'm like oh my god like this could be anything it's kind of scary it's hard to start sometimes how often is the band involved do you would you say most of the time you're just kind of making decisions and they're like yay or like oh could you change the frog to like a lizard yeah what's what's the level of that generally I feel like I rarely interact with the band, like unless they're small and like they're personally reaching out to me because 
their their entire team. But like normally it's managers who like pass things along to other people who I don't get to speak to. There's only been like one time where the guy was super involved and he like FaceTimed me personally and was being very <laughs> picky. He's like, can you go back a frame? Could you go forward a frame? And I was like, um, <laughs> I stuck it out though. We got the video done. <laughs> but yeah, you'd think that bands would want to be more involved in like the vision, but I think they trust their managers and I was talking to a friend about this the other day where like managers sometimes like obviously I'm not going to say every single manager is like this but like a lot of managers just want to like get the work done as quickly as possible so they don't really care about what the shirt is like when I did work for the silkscreen company most of the pitches would just say like the mood board would just be like a screenshot of the urban outfitters graphic tee section like they were just like make it look cool there was no, sometimes they would say like, we want this lyric. Like you rarely got to listen to the music or like, obviously I did my own research and like would listen to like what was already public, but they're either like super, I think there's bands who care a lot. Like Touche Amore, one of their, like the guitarist does all the work for the band. They actually just like announced like a 400 page book of like archiving their artwork which I think is like amazing so there's definitely bands who care but then there's definitely bands who are like I trust my manager and the manager's like I trust this silkscreen company that's going to have 20 artists do spec work and then we can just pick from an urban outfitters graphic tee that has the band's name in it I don't know you'd think that they'd care more funny yeah I don't know I have like a story. Yeah, okay. Well, cut out story maybe, or keep in story? It could maybe be kept in. Okay. Um, I noticed this a while ago when I was doing work for this company as like a, not an artist, but as an influencer of sorts on campus. Like people can just say that they did anything at their job on LinkedIn where it's like completely false because I do work with all these people and then they post on LinkedIn like, thank you redacted agency for like this life-changing experience like I'm so glad I got to do all this work blah 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 and like make these connections and I was like you showed up 20 minutes late to the event and didn't bring anybody like you were supposed to <laughs> like I specifically found this girl who worked with us is me and Molly um her like LinkedIn was like said that she created graphic content and video and photo which is not true at all and like I don't know. I was just like, this is all a lie. It was crazy to me. Like, wow, People you can really just that. say anything on LinkedIn. Yes, you can. And they do. And they do. I guess it's one way again ahead. Oh, I just got recruited on LinkedIn to join a dental startup <laughs> disrupting the industry. Disrupting the industry. It's about is dental it records. Work? Yeah. No, they want me to go to dental school. Oh, that would be crazy no it's design work oh because I do get things like that it's like oh like be a dentist I get like the most random things not dental but like it'll be like financial like go back to school to learn finance mm -hmm. I get a lot of influencer emails for like athletic wear <laughs> and I'm like do you do any rate like how did I get this email 
You must be on a list. I guess so. I, I used to get off the list. <laughs> um, at Pratt, like the Pratt job search that like undergraduates have and stuff. Um, they were always telling me to join the police, like the Capitol <laughs> Police. Good thing I didn't do that. Like the the Coast Guard. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, uh, I never said anything. I but- got that on Facebook. Facebook? Facebook? Yeah, Facebook has like a job market and I always get notifications to be an officer of the law. Wow. And I live like report listing for violence. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. I also used to get the Pratt, the Pratt ones. I wouldn't get the recruiter emails. The only things I get on LinkedIn are fucking messages from Full Sail University wanting mm. me to go take a master's course there. I'm like, get away. I'm not... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it really weird how they had those job postings on the, uh, the Pratt career page. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, I'll also get Instagram DM requests for people being like, do you want to buy my beats or like make music together? Or like, can you write a song for my daughter's birthday? I don't I know. F- <laughs> I feel like it's cause you hashtag. Yeah. It's from the hashtags bots. Like, I don't yeah. know. Probably. They seem like real people, but like they just think, I don't know, they just copy and paste something really quickly. I don't know. Yeah. That is not the kind of cold emailing or cold DMing <laughs> that we want. Taking one step back or forward, not sure, towards the music industry topic. Do you have any tips for people who want to do more music industry work? Tips and tricks. Um, I already said my first one. And my second one, I think. Recapping, that was don't oh, shoot your shot. Yeah. And talking about your dreams. I think also just like showing up. Like obviously there was such a, a pandemic and um you might not be comfortable going to shows yet. But before times, like I go to so many shows, like I go to a show like two or three times a week. Or even just doing other things in music. Like I was photographing shows for a little bit for Pratt Radio and just like making real connections with people. Like I just like talking to people because I know if I go to a show, like they obviously have something in common with me. I don't think you should go and try to like, I don't know, clout chase. (laughs) I don't know. That's not the objective, but you never know who you're going to talk to. Or, like, where they'll end up. I think, too, like, similar mentality. I used to spend a lot of time on Tumblr, just, like, band blogging and talking to, like, other teenage girls about bands that we liked. And now it's, like, we're grown up and everyone works in the industry, but we're still friends. (laughs) I don't know. Just be nice to people. And I think along with talking about your dreams, talk about, like, music you're excited about and like I also like street teamed for labels for a long time so it wasn't all like traditional path of I don't know what I'm saying it wasn't all necessarily like designer artwork I I think I got you I mean I became a sign painter for a year yeah where, like where does that fit it you know it I think what you're saying is that like 
if you do the things you enjoy and you're nice and like outgoing as much as you can be, like, of course, like good stuff is going to come to you. Mm -hmm. And similar to the tried and true teacher lesson of like, put work in your portfolio that you want, like only show the work that you want to receive or whatever, like just make fan art. If like the band's not hiring you right now, you could still make fan art, which obviously I went, not obviously, but we all went to Pratt together. So I went to art school for four years, but my website, the entire four years of Pratt and to today, like does not have a single Pratt project on it. I don't think like, it's all just, it probably did at one point, like a couple of student projects, but it was mostly just fan art for bands that I liked has power they like to tell you that also in school that you shouldn't do fan art um but <laughs> it does have power in bands they see that shit and they will they very well might hire you i think it's happened to both of us wait all of isn't that how you got your first music video yeah, that's how i got my first project <laughs> like my first paid like gig ever is by making fan art <laughs> And I posted it on Instagram and they were like, wow, cool. Do you want to do work? I'm like, yes. Wow, cool. Take that, Pratt. Also, like, find your niche, which I guess is hard to say because people are always like, I think that's so rude of me to say as an interviewee because a common interview question, I think, for illustrators is how do you find your style? <laughs> Maybe it doesn't even need to be style, but like, um, like Alv does stop motion and felted stop motion. Like it's such a unique thing that like only Olive can do. Like, I'm sorry, anybody else who thought that they were doing that. It's only Olive. <laughs> um, I've got a monopoly in the felt stop motion market. Exactly. Here we are directors. <laughs> Come pay me. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I'm doing anything sp like spectacularly unique but I do think there's like a gap in the industry of like of animators like people can have like 10 like 100 friends who are a photographer and 100 friends who could do merch design but like not a, pe a lot of people know animators so it's a nice little thing to capitalize on I like bumped it to the top of my descriptor you know <laughs> graphic design slowly get in the boot <laughs> Like, cause I don't just do stop motion too. Like I consider myself also like do a little bit of everything, but like, I feel like there's so much merit in that, like not just having one specific style, but like, you know, we are, we're all going to like draw and like animate in like our own ways. Like eventually it'll become cohesive because it's like, you know, it's you that's doing it. But like, like you said, like, you know, you get a skill that like not a lot of people have like animating something that's kind of hard and like, you know, people will like find your work too because they like it. And like when it clicks, it clicks. Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of merit to like, you know, the skills behind the things that we do too, not just the styles that we make. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think so you can doing it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> After Effects is hard. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think you can specialize. Like, I feel like I do a million different things and maybe I like sometimes I'm like well maybe I should like stick to a lane but I think also being known as the person who does all a million things is good and also also 
you can specialize just in terms of your clientele. Like if you're always drawing like that um, interesting, like illegible type for hardcore bands, like that could be your thing. I guess that's a style. But like if you always work with a certain type of client doing a certain type of thing, that's a that's a niche too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay to have multiple niches. Me thinks. Me thinks. Me thinks it's a good Sometimes thing. I'm like worried that having like too unique of a style is like in the music industry is like a bad thing. Especially, well, I shouldn't be worried about it because I really don't want anything to do with the system of operation that is like major merch companies that they all just like I feel like I have a lot of friends who were it's like designers and illustrators and there's like a confusing line between the two but I feel like illustrators have like a very defined style for merch design whereas like people who do like design well I'm like thinking of like Instagram merch designers Okay, I'll say that like merch companies operate by making people do a bunch of spec work and you're expected to pitch like 50 shirts in like a day. Like you just pump out things that just look cool and have maybe very little concept. (laughs) No, as I've learned from working at studios, a lot of people in the more like advertising, like in the when you get to be more about making money, it's much more about how the thing looks and then post-rationalizing it later. Um, like today, I saw a presentation that was basically like, yeah, so my process is making for a couple days just like things that look cool and then connecting it to strategy, um, which is, I feel like that works for you. It works. Um, a lot of people seem to do it well hard for me but yeah and I guess if your goal is just to sell shit it also works because people just care about a shirt looking cool it's like yeah if you only care about the money but I think conceptually like the shirt should go with everything else but there's a huge disconnect between like the merch and the videos and the single art it's just like I don't know. It loses me as a visual person. I'm like, none of this makes sense. Well, as a thoughtful person too, I mean, the thing I'm talking about happened in branding where there's supposed to be like a ton of rationale. Um, I think sometimes money just trumps it for people, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's definitely the cheapest way like Mm. for a merch team to like I don't, I guess people get paid day rates to do that. Maybe. I don't know if you're lucky. Cause when I was doing it, it was just free. Like I just did all the spec work for free and then maybe made $150 if I was lucky, <laughs> like many hours later. Um, but I also feel like, so I guess that's like a made up definition I've made for like design designers and illustrators in the music industry is like, as I've moved away from design and done more illustration, I'm like, I can't do that. Like, there's no way I could do 50 illustrated t-shirts in a day. Like, it's just like not possible. Like every drawing takes many hours. So like, how could I ever compete with that business model? And also again, like ethically, why would I want to? Like, 
none of it it does not make any sense to me I'm feeling a lot of the same feelings (laughs) about slightly different things Mm -hmm. yeah it can be hard to be um someone who cares about like thought and rationale and making thoughtful considered like useful work for the good of the world Alv and I were just talking about it earlier today because I was freaking out a little (laughs) but it's also with the state of the world I like Mm -hmm. think every once in a while I'm like I'm just contributing to like garbage in a weird like sorry I mean like fast fashion like waste I mean I'd hope like if you're buying a band shirt it's because you love them and like you're gonna keep it like I still wear shirts that I bought at shows 10 years ago on like the regular so I'd hope that and I think that's another argument for wanting meaningful work instead of just like an urban outfitters graphic tee because like you're just creating fast fashion but with a band name instead of whatever urban outfitters says on them instead of like a catchphrase like the trendy graphics they have no longevity and no personality a thousand percent because you'll literally just get like emailed back to be like can you switch out this band name like (laughs) nothing means anything (laughs) and especially like you were saying before with like you know I think we all agree you know when an album is like (laughs) cohesive with its videos its merch like the album like when it all goes together it like it makes like a complete thing you know And so I feel like you're much more likely to like keep a shirt, you know, like keep the merch, like the posters, like, you know, everything that you get with that album, because it's like representative of that era, like it all goes together. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not just like a random, you know, design that, you know, some company didn't pay you to do because it looks cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it thoughtfulness in design I think contributes to less waste I hope Mm -hmm. have to agree (laughs) all right we got two more for you if you got the stamina okay all right uh we're gonna pivot a little bit um how does the Nashville art scene differ from the New York one (laughs) um I feel like I don't know anybody here. (laughs) Whereas, like, I feel like it's weird to move to a new city as an adult without, like, any structure. I don't know. Like, I moved to a new city to go to, like, school, but I went to art school. And, like, you meet, like, you could build a community easily through that. So I, like, left that kind of community. Um, But... I feel like I'm slowly meeting people and slowly working my way into like, I don't know, like last week was like Nashville design week or something. And I was like, I don't even know. I didn't even know this was happening until it was like over. I just know like a couple people from like Instagram and stuff. Um, And I took a ceramics class. That was fun. There's like a local gallery that's owned by a skater like a 12 year old skater's dad and they'll put on events I don't know it's a really small city 
but I, I I'm still working my way in. That's nice that I mean I, I take it it's like much it's smaller than New York. I guess it's easy when you have like the built-in community of going to art school with like everyone a lot of people from Pratt stayed. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's like a million Pratt people around. So that's kind of a built-in. It's uh I'm gonna say it's mad brave to move to a new city. And then also like I think a lot of people move to oh yeah, sure. People move also for like jobs or like whatever um and that for them is like the built-in structure so like again kudos for I mean you did that at the beginning but kudos for going freelance and making it work (laughs) a pandemic yeah well Um, oh sorry I wanted to say one more thing yeah it's cheaper right like that probably helps a little well I feel like maybe you could get comparable prices in New York you just wouldn't have space like this, the price per square footage, definitely. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And just like, like stuff is just cheaper, cheaper, right? Yeah. Like um, coffee. Sometimes. Okay. Funny. Like I call it like the big city tax. Like I think Nashville thinks it's like this small bumpkin town. And they're like, we got this thing from the big city. So we're going to charge like way too much money for it. So a bagel is like $6. And they give you like a side cup of cream cheese that you have to put on yourself. And like, I don't know. I feel like they have super normal things, but because they think that they're like this little city with something special, they like charge a lot of money for it. <laughs> and that's my Nashville hot take. Oh, I have one more Nashville question. Uh huh. You know, like Nashville hot chicken. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. You ever, I mean, I know you don't really eat chicken these days, but. You ever have get you like ever. vegan chicken? Do um, they have that? There is. It's called. Oh my god, I can't remember the vegan spot's name. Southern V. I've had it at Southern V. Pretty good. Before I was vegetarian, I had it at Hattie B's. I'm not like a spicy person, so I kind of got the regular one at Hattie B's, which slaps, and I miss it. And then I've also gone to. I can't remember such a fake such a faker <laughs> Bolton's I've been to Bolton's which is like a classic name I don't like spicy things so I kind of just like did it because I had to but didn't like enjoy it a whole lot <laughs> and now I don't eat meat <laughs> problem solved problem solved <laughs> I did find a really good um tofu fried chicken recipe it was just fried tofu i'm gonna send mm-hmm. it to you later okay one more for you I say oh yeah i was gonna say some things about community in nashville <gasps> i'm gonna mute myself <laughs> well i think if you're moving to a new city and like don't know anybody like signing up for a ceramics class was really cool and i'm trying to go to like figure drawing there's like a $20 figure drawing on like Sunday mornings. I haven't gone yet, but I'm like hoping to. There's also the website called Creative Mornings that does like monthly meetups with like a speaker. I don't know. I've seen like Adam JK speak in New York. Um, they kind of stopped it because of the pandemic, but I think it's coming back. And also skateboarding. <laughs> Like, maybe I haven't found, like, creative communities or, like, 
creative in my way of being creative because I've focused my energy more on skateboarding, which also has a very cool sense of community and like also has people who do a lot of odd jobs and like don't follow a traditional path, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. And like also our creative people. I don't know. <laughs> Lots of like musicians. That too. Like Nashville has a lot of music people over like visual arts people. Maybe. That's my story. <laughs> it was a good story. It was a good story. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Last one. What is your favorite and least favorite Adobe program? <laughs> <laughs> we we want to end on like kind of a soft oh landing <laughs> so i've gone through um evolutions like there was a time in my life where i would have said illustrator but i haven't touched illustrator in a hot minute um i also don't know how people illustrate on illustrator blows my mind photoshop i basically stopped using photoshop to draw because i just use procreate hot take um photoshop is dead procreate costs like five dollars or something and photoshop costs a lot of money um after effects i use the most it's like a frenemy though like i can't say i love it i do think that i find enjoyment in working in after effects because there's like so much that and i like it's like a puzzle to me like, I feel like once I've done all the drawing for an animation, I kind of like shut my brain off and it's just kind of like, I don't even know. It's kind of like, like laying game. bricks or something. Yeah, it is yeah. like a game or a puzzle. It's like, let me move things with little dots, but then sometimes the dots aren't where you want to be and it goes wild and it's not fun anymore. <laughs> and it's not fun anymore. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> I like just heard this recently. Apparently there's like some kind of like God complex thing with illustrators, like from when illustration began, where people were like, I'm giving life to this drawing. And it like made people feel like they had a God complex because they were bringing something to life. And I was like, wait a second, I need to, I always just thought of myself as like a wizard. I'm like, wow, I made this thing move. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Animation does feel like that. <laughs> so <laughs> magic. Uh-huh. So I I think After Effects right now and in design. We have so much beef. Enemy status. Enemies. <laughs> they can't. We'll throw back to it. It doesn't make any sense. And the fact that the like they tried to teach me it in a little class called design procedures. With a man. <laughs> I'll never. Oh, wait, you both were in we, the. I don't have to say. A man tries to I teach know. me how to use InDesign and. Stuff, were we in the same class? Um, I don't think so. No, but we did the work together. You recall someone crying? Um, yes. Someone having a screaming match with well, him. I feel like that wasn't like specific to either of the two sections. I think that was happening a lot. I got like hit with the stick. I got a hit lot. too. <laughs> he was hitting us with sticks. 
it's coming out at the end of this interview. We got hit in art school by this motherfucker. Oh my god, that was wrong. I yelled. I was like, do not do that again. He's like, okay, okay. I see you don't like to get hit. I was like, of course I don't. All right. But (laughs) let's wrap up this recording before we get too far into this. Um, We're fine. It was wrong, but we're fine now. (laughs) Still working through that one. (laughs) About that, Um, you might be fine. I'm still working. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I think I am too. Uh, Steph, thanks for coming on and telling us all about so many things. I hope. Um, Oh yeah, there were takeaways. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Indeed. Some laughs and don't let Where's... guys teaching you InDesign hit you. <laughs> That's a big takeaway. That's a big takeaway. It is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna Bye. Good night. Cold email is a very professional podcast about being early career creatives and all the trials, tribulations, and good times that come with it. Recorded, written, and performed by Basha Kurlander and Olive Lockays. Edited by Basha Kurlander. Follow us on Instagram at cold period email and check out our website, cold-email.tumble.com. Email us at coldemail1000 at gmail.com with any questions you want us to answer on the show, suggestions for future themes, or to inquire about guests starring in an episode. Music by Basha Kurlander aka Marbling. As always, thanks for listening. You said the words nice break and then I was like, uh. Oh, I. <gasps> the water bottle. I think there's still one at our old apartment because Julie's That's still there. I think it's still in the cabinet. Recording. Recording. Nice. Here we go. Nice. Let me just Sweet. Make sure. It gets better every time, except when it doesn't. <laughs> but it happens that way.